0: Mike Wilkerson from the 24 podcast here. There's only one place on the internet. I go for 24 legacy fans. It's your perfect after show experience when listening to the 24 podcast.com effort, 24 legacy That's 24 legacy
1: It's an organization that both exists and doesn't exist all at the same time. For those in the know, S.H.I.E.L.D., the Strategic Homeland Intervention, Enforcement and Logistics Division, is the counterterrorism and intelligence agency run by director Nick Fury. Its global reach, with thousands of operatives with differing skill sets across the globe, continues to grow. S.H.I.E.L.D.'s activities have been documented for a long time, both in comic books and feature films. Those legendary tales now transfer to the smaller screen in a weekly series on ABC via Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., a chronicle of the findings of a crack team of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. This is the detailed review of those chronicles. Set your life model decoy to take care of life's business for now. It's time for another episode of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast from Two Guys Talking.
0: The trouble with finding value with things in an alternate universe is that they are just that, in an alternate universe. We've been trumpeting the complex value that's been showcased inside the Agents of Hydra storyline since its inception this season, inside Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But does the trend of quality continue? Does the spill of real life inside this most recent episode during season four all the madam's men offer up something special we'll find out inside this episode of the agents of shield podcast a complete detailed and always educational review of each and every episode of marvel's agents of shield on abc on the two guys talking podcast network greetings everybody i'm mike wilkerson one of your hosts
2: and i'm nicholas J. Hearn, your other host
0: nick it's always great to see you some quick housekeeping the All-Fan Input episode for Season 1 of 24 Legacy. Nick, yesterday I had the absolute honor of recording the very first All-Fan Input episode for the Captain Chris DiGiuseppe-powered 24 podcast season, and wow, was it awesome. The, the value of feedback, especially those of you that drift over into this program as well, is something really special. And I want all of you to go and listen to it. Now you can find it over at 24 podcast.com. Will agents be renewed? Nick, we've just arrived at the very strangely question point Mm. of what usually inside of a season of any television show is a clamor for renewal or an issuance of an order for renewal from the network to tell people, yes, there's going to be more episodes of this program. Not surprisingly, because it's been like this every frickin' year, Agents is not yet renewed for another season, and so this is where you and I take a moment to urge our audience to not only give us feedback about what the value of another season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would provide for them, but to also make sure that they're talking inside of fan forums, Facebook groups, and other places where the people that actually make the programs can see and hear your wants.
2: Oh, yeah. The powers that be have little little toadies that I'm sure sit in dark rooms with laptops They're hunched over these laptops and they scour the internet trying to find any of the highs and the lows Mm -hmm. from the fans. Mm -hmm. This has been a thing that has definitely been happening where Hollywood is concerned ever since the uh, debacle with uh, Michael Bay announcing that his Ninja Turtle reboot movie, the Turtles were going to be aliens. And... The, you know, people went to the interwebs and raised holy hell. Lost their mind, right. And mm-hmm. for six months, the production stopped. And then when it started back up again, it was like, oh, no, it's not aliens. That's just silly. Yeah, so they do listen to the fans. You just have to be very loud and very persistent.
0: Yeah, not only do they listen, they really do take in feedback. It just has to be remotely constructive feedback. Right. So your shit sucks. Well, that's not, not nearly that's constructive. Not, thanks for the info.
2: That's just not constructive, though. Right,
0: and it's it actually is something that we've taken on, and that's why I mentioned the uh, the recent all fan input episode where we do we have hundreds of people that say things like your podcast rocks, man, the stuff you talk about is really cool. And that's awesome. Sweet, I, we always thanks. appreciate that. It just doesn't add anything constructive for us. So the sample would be, uh, your podcast sucks. Why do you guys keep doing this? Okay. Not nearly as constructive as I'd like, where you could say, You know, your podcast sucks. I don't like it that you use so much real world information inside of it. Can't you just sit down and watch TV every now and then? Now, with a little bit of exception and length, that is exactly the kind of thing that I read last night that we did respond to so that you can get our perspective on what matters, but more importantly, why we still value your comments. Hollywood is exactly the same way. They're looking for your perspective. But they're looking for it in an envelope. They're not looking for it with a pie in the face. And so the faster that you all realize that, yes, you can get on there and just yammer and yak your head off and and blaze people with a fireball. Sure, you can do that right now, but you're not going to get listened to. Mm -hmm. There's got to be some reason and most importantly, some constructive reasoning as to what's going on. Now, if you're looking for a template for something to use in regard to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., well, all you've got to do is listen to any episode that Nick or I have put together. And not surprisingly, you're going to find everything that you need. But if that's still too much work for you to do, if you don't want to go back and listen to what we've said, it's really simple. All you've got to do is go, I like, insert thing that you want to impress upon them you like, Detail why you like that thing specifically. Mm-hmm. Does it make you feel positive? Does it offer up more storyline inside of the Marvel Universe that other movies and this show can then breed on? Does it make your family time better together? Does it encroach upon your family time because of the timestamp? You know, the, the reason that they changed this show to 9, 9 p.m. inside of a Tuesday night is not because they were picking time on a thin air. It's because it works for them. Right. Whether it's the clamoring of people saying they want it on that date or not, is that's up for grabs, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it does work better for them. But if it works better for you, it will then also work better for them because of the ratings. So remember, just when you do provide feedback, be detailed, even if it is negative. Provide it constructively negative so that they know what you're looking for, as opposed to just, this shit sucks. Right. Alright Nick, enough of the housekeeping blah, let's get straight into this episode, season four of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC, episode 19, All the Madam's Men.
3: Sponsored by Acoustica's Mixed Craft Recording Software, Blogger's Bug, and the St. Charles Office Center.
0: Squiddy TV. This is great. I love it, and I've always loved it since the, I guess, really the concept of RoboCop, where the fake television is inserted in your face as real television. Right. And it continues wonderfully inside of here. In fact, I saved a little Easter egg for Nick. I'm going to pull open my phone and grab Mr. Photographs, and I'm going to show Nick... What I found when this episode opened. Okay, so there's Nick looking at the photograph, okay? Mm -hmm. Now I would like Nick to take the phone from my hand. Okay. And I would like you to zoom in on the photograph to the man's picture down at the bottom. Uh Uh-huh. And what does it say?
2: In memoriam, John Garrett, American hero.
0: And whose picture is shown?
2: It's John Garrett. Great agent of Hydra.
0: That is great agent of Hydra. Played
2: by the great late... Bill Paxton.
0: That's correct. And I wanted to make sure that everybody knew about this. Because while they have had a post-episode memoriam to our friend Bill, mm-hmm. they've done that. But I wanted to make sure that we mentioned this ad nauseum inside this episode. Because this speaks to the detail of why this show cannot possibly not be renewed. This is something that was seen for maybe 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And this is the kind of detail that they put into this program. If you don't understand the value of that, by the way, behind Bill slash John's photograph is a red, white, and blue and flag encrusted squid logo.
2: Right. <laughs>
0: Just, it's brilliant. It, it's them taking the time to paint the universe in minute detail, which I absolutely love.
2: It's one of the things that the production design team for this show and and we've mentioned it on through agent carter as well the things that you throw in the background make all the difference the yes. de- the devil really is in the details and whether or not you're paying attention or not for those who are great you're going to you're going to pick that up and and if you are a comic book fan because the the majority of the 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 stuff that they toss in the background that you only see for a split second it's for the comic book fans. Yeah. So for guys like us who are comic book fans, when we see stuff like that, we 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 have a little there's a little smile that comes across our face, like, oh, they're thinking of us again, putting that putting that back there just so that we can have a nice little nod, a little wink, a little tip of the hat. Then we move forward with the storytelling.
0: Yeah, I, I love things like this because it really does help to paint a complete picture of what we're looking at, but a complete picture that many people just don't get or care about. But for, again, the people that Nick is talking about that would focus or absorb something like that, it's all there. And so you are providing material for every single level of participant. That's quality television that needs to be renewed. This is, once again, another poke to the bear (laughs) about issuing a good, solid announcement about no holds barred. This show is going to be renewed for another great 22, er, or, I mean, 29 episodes (laughs) so that we get all kinds of awesome for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season five. (laughs) A meaty nod to the Matrix. The next scene, and I'm not kidding, I think this is maybe 10 or 12 seconds after we see this, uh, the the most recent TV, Squiddy TV thing. Mm -hmm. You then have this wonderful shootout, nine-tenths of which is at least dedicated to a nod to the Matrix. (laughs) Wirework, dancing on things that would never hold even somebody as minute as Agent May's weight nonstop firing, uh, a bunch of bloodletting for a guy that was just standing in the wrong place at the wrong time. It was really, really good. And it was a wonderful nod, obviously, to The Matrix.
2: And who doesn't love The Matrix?
0: Who doesn't love The Matrix? Which, by the way, there's a wonderful Matrix perspective review that we'll link up that is not only myself, but also former podcaster Scott Roberts from the Firecast podcast, but also... Dynamic Firearms Weapons Trainer Matt Gummersell from Sovereign Arms rifled through that entire movie's listing of awesome weaponry to detail every single weapon, even though it was in an alternate universe as well, but to detail every single one there. I want you to go listen to it right now. You got to go over to the show notes for this episode to listen to it. So go over to agentsofshield.tv. Click on that link and listen to a wonder of excitement, faux world, and guns. Whoa! Propaganda posters aplenty. Pardon my plosives, but wow! This is when you also know that this world, the production design team that is producing this program, really do get it. Because if you look behind everybody that's firing weapons and dancing on wires and running across desks with wire work and blah blah, blah what you'll notice on the walls are these kick ass propaganda posters it's something you must go back to and they they didn't give us the the value of having bullet time or slowed down time inside of this scene but go back and look at it because some of the propaganda posters man they're just exquisite they really took their time to make those and they put them on a wall and again that's where i go backwards total Total nod to the hat to idiots like Nick and I, but then also to everybody else where, you know, you might just look at the wall and go, oh, there's something in a frame on the wall. Or you go back and you look at these glorious propaganda photos that are used to paint the picture of the actual universe that we're in that you're looking at right now. That's the minute detail that I love to see inside of a television program. Choice goes out the window, literally, and a redemption of effects, I want everyone to pay attention because there's two things here. The first one is, wow. <laughs> Waking Daisy up obviously was awesome, but we've kind of seen that before. But the effects to bring her back to awesome? Awesome. Mm-hmm. Just awesome. That they chose to not have may have any kind of deleterious slash bad effects from standing three feet from the chrysalis as it erupts didn't make any difference to me. I blew right by it. The second thing that was awesome was Daisy using her powers out of a matter of course of being left out of a list and blowing Madame Hydra through the window. Oh, yeah. And blowing back the guys that were, because there was a wall in front of them, they didn't get blown through the glass, which was awesome. This single effect instantly removes all and any spears that you and I threw at the last episode. Right. It is immaculate. It is a scene I would put up against any motion picture film that we've seen inside of Marvel. All of it. It's that good.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. The, The only other thing that was really, really interesting that they never show in a television show like this, somebody actually bouncing off the pavement. Right. That is never shown, dude. The impact and penetration points... Those are the things that often get things an R rating inside of a movie, whether it's actual somebody being stabbed or you see the knife blade go in or something that's really gritty. Like they've actually done this where inside of movies, the the, uh, of somebody stabbing somebody, it's too loud and in people's faces. Right. So they have to pull that back and walk it back a bunch. There's nothing to walk back here. No. Lady flies out window, and about six and a half, seven feet off the ground, you see her ass bounce up and down on it. And, dude, well, wow. You, you, I was absolutely you get away with flabbergasted.
2: It, you get away with it, though, because there's no blood seen. Right, right. No blood is shown. There's no pool of blood that... There also was no crunch. Well, there was plenty of crunch from the glass, but none from her bones. And if there were some from her bones, they were masked by the crunch from the glass. Yeah really i I didn't care about blood or bone crunching all I know is that when this happened and I was hoping that it was going to happen I'm sitting there I'm on the edge of my seat already we're we're less than five minutes into the actual episode and I'm just I'm just I'm looking at Daisy and I'm like do it do it come on do it you gotta do it do it <laughs> and then she lifts her hand and she quakes Madame Hydra out the window. I'm like ah!
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it was tremendous. It, it, it's a great scene. Whenever people wonder how things are supposed to be paced in a scene like this, there it is. You, you can stop hunting. That's how it's supposed to be paced. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the cadence between lines is perfect. The facial expression across everybody, in particular Daisy, is absolutely tremendous. And then you pepper on the jaw-dropping effects of both the quakeage happening, the being blown through window and the camera following her down. It's just it's it's immaculate. It is a wonderful scene. A revisit to the Russian and more rules. Nick, I love what they have done with painting, repainting the Russian guy inside this series. It was reasonably flat when he came on. He was kind of bad guy number 17. Didn't really care. And, I mean, my God, has it been eight episodes since we've seen him? Something like that? Six? Eight episodes? Something?
2: Four. Well, three and a half.
0: Three and a half. Okay. It's been a while, though.
2: Because he was in the... It just seems like a while because of that long break that we were on. Oh,
0: that's right. That's right.
2: That giant six-week break that they put us through.
0: That doesn't exist for anybody listening. Got it. Right. Okay, well, the, the, the gist is this. I love what they've put back onto this character. They've made him obviously, quote, healthy. They've obviously given him this, this sniff yeah. of power. Uh, more importantly, they've given him this incredible hatred of people that he does not like, and I think it's incredibly valuable inside this episode.
2: Well, it helps me. I, I it was nice to go back to the real world so that we can connect the plan, Ada's master plan, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but this Russian guy. Didn't care about him before because, really, he was a two-dimensional character. Mm -hmm. I'm a badass. I'm Russian. I have a lot of money, and I want Phil Coulson dead. Well, the only thing that's changed is that his real body's gone, his brain is in a jar, and he's a robot. Still wants Phil Coulson dead. Still a Russian. Still very rich. And now he's Ada's bitch as well because I, now he can't do anything that he wants to do.
0: Right now, this, this eh. is this is where I think it's going to get changed. Though he is also the primer for the development of this real human flesh skin, so he's not just nothing, unless I'm mistaken. I know that you you're you're saying that he's a robot slash android slash another. The English only thing style. that's hey.
2: different between him and an LMD is that he actually has his real brain. LMDs are carbon copies of a brain Mm -hmm. this guy actually has his physical brain
0: and see i think that whatever device slash body slash whatever has been developed for him i think is covered in the same skin that Ada's is going to make for herself to have her own real body it was an enemy sacrifice for her life that finally turned her viewpoint We're, of course, talking about May inside the last episode, and that it's actually stated here is really a nice little bow on the end. Obviously, you and I recognize that, wait a minute, where'd these kids come from? Why are we putting kids in peril? Why did I have the Quinjet fire on kids? Mm. We thought that that was the generation point, when in reality, she literally says, when I can see an enemy sacrifice their life for me, I have to look at it again.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And I love that. I I love it because of something that Chris and I talk about inside the 24 podcast often, which is there's nothing wrong in a story telling people about why people are good Mm -hmm. and talk about good things and why good traditionally will triumph over evil. And when those things are focused on, it doesn't mean you're getting corny. It doesn't mean that you've got some lackluster piece of truth that's got to come through. It's just that it's more compelling. I don't. I love seeing a good bad guy. Again, you and I have talked about the shield in perpetuity inside of this program. Right. Oh yeah. And let's make no bones. There's a reason that the shield, over on FX, the story of Vic Mackey and his entourage of loser cops. The reason that it was that is because the logo for the shield was a broken badge. Right. They're bad people. There's no, you know, you can want Vic's kids to be safe and his family to be good, but dude isn't ass outright he's a bad cop that doesn't mean that we don't want to see good things happen to him and it's exactly the same thing here where good is triumphing especially inside this alternative universe so it's the, it's that glimmer of hope haha nudge nudge mm-hmm. it, it, it's the, the peddling towards something positive and I love it when we see it <laughs> Madame Hydra's rules in the framework and a new romantic king this was in particular special mostly because i i love it when they allow us to dance in the relationships that we get to realize especially if you just like anytime there's interaction inside the framework if you just hit the pause button on your dvr or if you're watching it online or whatever you hit the pause button and you look back at yourself ferris bueller style and you go no this is real i love that i Mm. love that i love that I can go, none of this is real, and I cannot snap my head back fast enough to, t- to hit the play button and watch the rest of it. That's when I know a storyline has got me, where I know it's fake, especially in comparison to what is the real world for our characters, but I can't get enough of it. That's when I know that the story's got me, and they totally showcase that here.
2: I'm the complete opposite I don't look at it as none of this is not, it's, it, it is real. It's just not real in the sense of reality. Mm-hmm. It's real to the six characters that are still plugged in to this world. Something Mm -hmm. bad happens to them, whether it's been said or not. I'm going to believe that if something bad happens to one of them in there, Mm -hmm. it's going to happen to their physical body in the real world. Mm -hmm. So therefore, what happens in the framework does mean something. It's not all, oh, well, you know, I could say whatever I want. I could blow this person away and not have any consequences. Well, yeah, sure. No consequences except for the fact that... There are consequences mm-hmm. because everybody else around you, whether they're real or not, are going to react to that. Yeah, it's why you can't talk about the other world because people think that you're crazy. Most of the people in Shield in the framework think that Gemma is a little cuckoo nuts, mm-hmm. but they're willing to go with it yeah. because yeah. they're all go they're all fighting for a certain goal. Yeah, so. I see that it it, it it even though we are in the quote unquote it, even in the matrix, the matrix, you were bred to believe that everything was fine. And then, you know, if you happen to see the glitch, well, you're either put back asleep or you join the real world and you're flying around on the Nebuchadnezzar and Lord Fishburne is teaching snort. you he's <laughs> teaching you how to do kung fu.
0: More ward backfill. Love it. Love it. Keep scooping it in because <laughs> remember remember, we were talking about in previous episode where we go, okay, we know it's coming. Where Mac is going to eventually make us cry because he has to make a choice right. of whether he stay in the framework and everything is good and daughter is there and yippy skippy. Or he's just going to go back and then we're going to have to endure that sorrow. Okay, well, it's exactly the same here with Ward because I don't want Ward to go away. I don't want there were several times inside this episode I don't think I made a note about them but we'll mention it here there were several times where in particular he grabs a handgun and racks the slide inside of the handgun and I thought he was going to point it at people and go and actually I am dirty and that's when I know that that character and his portrayal and the want of his character to be back involved is absolutely real mm-hmm so, I, again, I love all this extra backfill that you get for his character that allows him to think outside of, again, his own Ferris Bueller body, except that instead of talking to us into the camera, he's talking to the characters that he knows actually have an existence outside this world. I love all that. I, I think it's incredibly compelling.
2: Along with the fact that throughout the episode we, we watch Ward wrestling with the knowledge that maybe, maybe, maybe this is an alternate world
0: uh, again. I love all of it, and it gives that actor, whom I have loved since his turn, a real chance to shine once again with some super stretch ability inside of something we never would have thought we'd see again, in particular after they murder him off last season. So, again, kudos to the writers, more importantly, kudos to that actor for really giving us some great stuff to just revel in and talk about here inside of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. A visit again to the dark
2: chocolate.
0: We have not heard it in many a moon, so I wanted to make sure that we talked about it when we get it presented to us here as the initiation point for the creation of the machine that's talked about inside this episode. Loved it absolutely loved it it's where we can go back and all this yummy sumptuous delicious awesome we're getting has nothing to do with the dark hold but here it is mentioned again great stuff
2: this is the moment where the entire season makes sense because you have to ask yourself going back to episode one okay we've got life model decoys Mm -hmm. and we've got evil sorcery book Mm -hmm. what 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 an outsider could think, oh, wow, your comic book show is really getting comic booky," And, you know, technically they would actually be right. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, Ghost Rider. Well, right, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're throwing in magic, <laughs> sorcery, demons, <laughs> spirits of vengeance, driving slick-ass cars that heal themselves. Yeah. And we got robots. Okay. We got robots that pass for humans. Now we're able to understand what the writers were planning the entire time. It's all leading to this. Project Looking Glass in the framework is lining up with whatever Ada is doing in the real world and they both have to happen at the same time. And they're both revolving around dark hole technology that Ada discerned when she read the evil Hershey bar.
0: (laughs) That's correct, right. And it's masterful. It, it is masterful. The, uh, the the image that they use here to depict the machine initially is incredibly basic. It's super fundamental. But I, I love that. I love well, that you it can has, look at it and go, and that's what this has all been culminating to. And it yes, has it really has well
2: done. very similar to the gateway mm-hmm. that she built to get Coulson and Fitz back from the shadow dimension. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So now we're really playing around with the concept of if sorcery can build a bridge between two worlds, can it build a bridge between a fake digital one? Yeah. And the answer is you better bet your ass that it can. Yeah. Because this is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and this is what we do.
0: Yeah. Uh, The other thing that it does is it absolutely helps build on the construct of what's been brought across in both the Guardians of the Galaxy universe and inside of the Doctor Strange universe inside of the Marveldom all of these little weird concepts and spin-throughs on what can happen and how all of those things get gelled and stuck into this gargantuan cauldron of what they're spinning and so all of this stuff works in perfectly Uh, again I, I, I can't wait to see if they're able to somehow roll something in from what's going on here some sort of disturbance some sort of blah, blah, whatever they're going to come up with or back out where they mention some of the events inside of Guardians inside of what's going on here because of the tether of things like this. I love all that. Yeah. What will kill a hero? We have seen that Patriot has disappeared from the real life room. Gone, he's not there anymore. Uh, but in particular, I'm focusing on what will kill a hero and inside the digital universe
2: a building. Well, <laughs> I'm falling on you,
0: maybe, Ma- See, Ooh, we, we don't, maybe
2: asterisk. Yeah. yeah, because
0: what is not gotten is exactly what May was wanting and looking for, i.e., the body. And they haven't shown a body being zipped up in a bag, being pulled out from underneath all the rubble. True,
2: nothing, they've True. showed nothing. And what have we learned in comic books specifically? Mm-hmm. Unless you see the body, it means that the, the bad guy or the character itself could come back.
0: Right. And unfortunately, we can also look back at many a comic book sample where, hey, look, it's the body. Mm-hmm. Except that the character's not dead.
2: Right. Because it's comic book. Because that wasn't the real body.
0: Right. So, again, I want everybody to, to just contemplate this concept of what is it that will kill a hero. Is it the weight of a building falling on him? When, if he's impervious to harm, mm. is that going to kill him? Well, I don't know. Will it? I want everybody to put that in the back of their mind because I don't know that I've seen the last of the Patriot or Jeffrey Mace. The way that you handle a mass off-screen destruction grenade bounce-back scene. This is just so awesome.
2: It's simplicity at its finest.
0: The finest is the perfect word for what I'm talking about here. We have been, uh, and I'm talking about we, like everybody that's listening and you and I, Mm -hmm. we have been subject to some of the worst special effects inside of television and movies over the course of the last, I don't know, 10 years. Mm -hmm. Where you look at anything from a first-run television show to... A 10th run television show and then everything in between both on the silver and smaller HD screens and you can look back and go my god where was the budget for this or why did they even bother with that or wow that was creamy dreamy well what you have inside this scene and the scene that I'm referring to is when May Daisy and agent red shirt number 18 right. and they're, uh, they're meeting at the rendezvous point and in the background, you can hear tires squeal. They look over to their left and look, look, and behold, it squiddies. Is a, it's squiddies! It's a car full of squiddies. It's a squidmobile with a whole yeah. bunch of squiddies hanging out of it, ready to shoot them down. And of course, one of them whoosh, whips out a grenade launcher and thunk, fires off a grenade. Mm-hmm. And and like Ken Griffey Jr., the grenade gets hit back, float, blows through the windshield. They close the door just enough so that nothing exploding will get them and you hear this gargantuan explosion you hear the explosion you You see see a little bit of
2: the fire as the the door is closing yeah and with air coming through it
0: and it's done yep yes
2: that's how you do it
0: that's how you do it it's how you don't have to explode explode a car you don't have to have any of the destruction scenes on on screen but it absolutely has you in the the cataclysm of the moment and the cadence of the scene it is glorious here.
2: It's uh, and again, it's where storytelling is all about especially for the medium of television and films, you're supposed to show people not tell people. But here's the cool thing about showing somebody something. You don't have to show them everything. Show them just enough, their mind will take care of it for them. Fill in the cracks. We right. saw Daisy her quake powers we saw the grenade go back into the car through the windshield, windshield. we know that oh they're not gonna stop in time to get uh, no and then boom we don't have to see it explode we know it's exploding and it's all in our head and we're enjoying the squidties burning.
0: oh god help us oh we're, we don't exist but we do oh it hurts Right. I was just going to say that. know what the that. hell that was. but I was just going to say that. That's amazing that I don't have to say that. Normally you had to say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> a goodbye to hope. Is it the last? I never paint this program for knowing what's going to happen, mostly because I don't like to think that way when I watch a television show anyway. Yeah. But all I can think of when you have a very soft, not morbidly melodramatic moment between daughter who doesn't really exist and father who does really exist and doesn't have a daughter because she's dead what else can you possibly think of and i wanted to make sure that i mentioned that inside this review talking tech the machine being built this is stuff that never gets old. And as I'm remembering the day, the first day I saw it, I'm remembering back to the very first Iron Man film when he's grabbing the wireframes and whipping them around in front of him in 3D with one glove on. Mm-hmm. And it is magical. It is an instant time of thought. You can instantly see things being projected in front of you and being cast away and flipped around so that they spinny-spin on an axis. And the other thing that I get totally is the background music that was playing that is a it's an offshoot of the iron man theme that's this pressing it's this little processing sound that they have inside the iron man films and it's excellent Mm -hmm. this scene instantly harkens back to that and it is magic just because of i'm not kidding i think it's like eight seconds but it's eight seconds of that fill of fits flit, flitzing with the machine putting it togetherness Right, and it's used a couple of times inside this episode and each time it's just stellar that's where we ask you guys what did you find interesting in regard to talking tech inside this episode let us know what you think by going to our Facebook presence that's facebook.com forward slash shield podcast click in any one of the threads there or start your own and tell us which tech inside of this episode got you talking tech A defenseless, top-secret oil rig? This was kind of strange. They fly in, they land, nobody says boo about what's going on. And I kind of find that highly suspect. Why would, they, why would they have zero defenses on what's the next step of evolution? Because nobody knows where it is?
2: Well, that's what you're supposed to believe. But the way that they've cut the sequence together, you think that... Gemma and Trip are about to infiltrate the frameworks Russian and his men building a machine when in fact we keep going back and forth between the framework and the real world. That's the, fooled you, because they walk in, there's nothing there. And Gemma even realizes it. It's, It's not here, it's here in the real world. We're in the right place, just in the wrong world. Because of the cutting back and forth, you think, oh, these bad guys are so confident they don't need guards up on top of the oil rig to mm-hmm. protect them from yeah. way down below.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But then by the end of the sequence, you realize, well, there's no guards there because there's nothing here.
0: It actually erases my need to provide you a point and probably provides some good perspective to somebody that maybe wasn't paying attention, like yeah. I apparently wasn't. <laughs> So, I, I love it. I, I love it. That's a great explanation. It's exactly where if I could pause the episode and ask the conveyor creators of the program, hey, wait a minute, why, isn't there, why aren't there any defenses here? And the answer, of course, is because there's nothing to defend. Hmm? And then you go, wait a minute, there's nothing to defend, what do you mean? And then they explain exactly what Nick just said and everybody's happy. And scene. <laughs> Painting Ward even deeper.
2: Can he break my heart even more? Wow.
0: Yes, actually, Jeez. I can. <laughs> and it's delicious. It's the chance to see an actor and a character that I don't even know I was ready to be so entrenched in. But here I am. Uh, when I see scenes like this, I think back to the scene of the forest. I think back to all of the John Garrett scenes mm. and how incredibly vital they were and that. Ding ding ding. They didn't take place inside this world. Yeah. Again, superb impact from incredibly short writing. There's nothing, there's nothing extensive going on here. It's incredibly short writing, but it's vital and it allows us to really look at what's going on inside this character, inside this world, inside this series.
2: And this is also the moment where this ward comes to terms with okay, yeah. There 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 are two worlds. Okay, I believe. Cause Sky believes, or you know, Daisy believes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now all he's really worried about is whether or not he'll get his Sky back.
0: Revisiting the dead but still good doctor. You had mentioned this inside the last episode review of just exactly what we've got with Mr. John Hanna inside of this mm-hmm. series. And if this is not a tour de force, I don't know what is. And frankly, half of the scene, he's getting punched in the face. Right. So the first half of the scene is just tremendous. But it also helps to paint an incredibly rich picture of Daddy Warbucks slash Daddy Fitz. No bones about it. This is the guy that is going to beat your ass to death. Yeah. And this puts an exclamation point in that character for me. <laughs> The true terror of a television studio takeover. I don't know how many you've actually been into a recent television studio recently, but there is a reason why where the studio is, is traditionally not only behind a series of locked doors, but is also inside of what is almost always a maze. Did you know that? No. Nope. What's well, true. It it traditionally isn't a maze, and it's to help avoid situations very much like what we see here, where people just walk in and take over a television studio. Now, obviously, if you're able to work your way into a television studio and, you know, just say, I'd like to talk about my super-duper classic car, blah, and they take you in there and you're able to showcase and have an interview or whatever, well, now you know. But that is why, traditionally... It's behind a series of locked doors and then some sort of serpentine maze. And this is why. Because they want every barrier possible, traditionally including some sort of guard, if not an armed guard, to be in between you and the ability to take whatever message you have and broadcast it to a mass audience. You now see why. (laughs) This is something very real that I think, especially radio stations right now, take very, very seriously seriously. Uh, the fact that, that any radio guy can say whatever they want about whomever they want, and they really do have to worry about the crazy people coming in to try and get even or say, oh, really, is that what you think? I'll show you what I think. Okay, mm-hmm. well, that's why when you people go to a radio pe- station...
2: People still listen to
0: radio? Yeah, What what is that? I don't remember what that is. Anyway, that's why when you do listen to the radio and you do choose to go like pick up your super-duper coupon for a cheeseburger that you want, that's why when you go... It's not just you walk in and you walk three layers in and hey, look, there's the people playing around inside the studio. Doesn't traditionally work like that anymore. It's usually behind at least one locked door and then some sort of you know, serpentine maze of you don't actually know where you're going or wh- whom you're going to see. And that's totally intentional.
2: Well, good. Now I know that there's a serpentine maze and a locked door and possibly a guard. So when I do take over a radio (laughs) station or a TV station, now I know. That's right. Thank you, Mike Wilkerson.
0: (laughs) The dreaded continuity error. A tablet in the wrong hands. We're not even talking about a tablet appearing in the right hands. What we're talking about here is Daddy Warbucks Fitz walking down the hallway... Dun 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 dun. With fits. and in his right hand is the tablet, which is then suddenly in his left hand, and then handed to his son. And I wanted to make sure we noticed it because I noticed so very few continuity errors inside of this program. But it's there, and it's huge, and it's
2: bold. I'm I'm usually on the lookout for continuity errors. My wife absolutely hates. The fact that I pick up on <laughs> almost every continuity error because I'll actually stop the program, and it's usually not even my program. It's what she's watching, and I happen to be in the room, and I'm there for more than ten minutes, and I can go, continuity error, and then I'll pause it and I'll show you. You, you don't believe me? Here, yes, watch. Nicholas, I believe you. <laughs> just just keep just let it play. Please, the love no, of no, God! no, no. I don't think you believe me. I want to show you. Here, no. let me let me demonstrate. <laughs> So, so the fact that I did not pick that up, I, I guess I was just so in, entrenched in the episode yeah. that yeah. I wasn't looking for a continuity error. Yeah. So yeah, wow, thing, wow, I'm I'm I'll take your word for it.
0: Yeah, the front end of this scene is also extraordinary. It's what I originally started writing about, but I saw the continuity error and I want to make sure we mentioned it because otherwise it's just yet another giant, awesome plus positive job for the knob of everybody inside this episode. <laughs> So we need to I told you, negative. Father.
2: I will not put up with any more failure,
0: especially your continuity <laughs> error. The front end of this scene, though, when Fitz wonders what's happened with his father's hands, and they actually put on the special effects of his father's hands no, being yeah. screwed up. Man, I love that. That is exactly what I'm looking for inside of a television show. That's what
2: happens. you're supposed to have. If somebody, yeah. if somebody, a few moments ago, even.
0: I did not even a few
2: moments ago, even if it's a day later, they should still have the bruises on them. Yeah. If somebody gets punched, they need to have a mark. I am so tired of shows showing somebody get punched, and then there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, so it was a love tap? Like, you didn't leave a mark on I'm, I call bullshit on yeah, that. And, yeah. and sadly, you see that in a lot of television. I, I
0: think you see that in every single television program. And all that is is a matter of somebody not paying attention. And I, that disgusts me, yeah. especially with the money that's being propelled inside of television programs. Oh like yeah. I want there to be at least that little tiny bit of quality that is the tip of the cap to the people watching the program. So you know the what I will say, I will
2: actually say that the fact that the makeup dressing on the knuckles negates your continuity error <laughs> because they actually took
0: the I, time. It's pretty to, brazen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. But you're gonna uh. go back. You're gonna go back, and you're gonna go. You got to be kidding me. I'm, I'm not kidding. It, it is gargantuan. It's where they... they <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Whoops! <laughs> you, you will notice. It. Anyway, uh, again, a total tip of the cap, but then a whoops on the continuity error, and they won't ever do it again, I swear, it because they're listening to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. We will be right back.
3: Wouldn't it be cool if your advertising could last forever? It can, with perpetual advertising. Here's how it works. Magazine, radio, and television ads are efforts that people might see or hear once, and then they're lost forever. Perpetual advertising provides you with the chance for repeat exposure and replayability weeks, months, even years after it's originally inserted inside a podcast. So even after your advertising is included in a podcast years ago, those efforts are still impactful providing you with true return on investment real impact thanks to perpetual advertising are you ready to change the way you and your company or organization advertises find out more and launch a unique perpetual advertising effort right now by visiting twoguystalking.com
0: forward slash sponsors 24 Legacy features a new hero, a new day, a completely new cast, but also tons of new 24 fans. It's time to participate with all of them over at 24legacyfans.com. That's 24legacyfans.com.
1: Do you know if your state's in drought right now? Surprising to find out how many are. Join us on the Green Gap podcast With Mike Galignon of Green Builder Coalition, myself, Marla John Sesser, the Green Home Coach, and Tony Pratt of The Sound Room as we talk water efficiency and conservation on the Green Gab Podcast at the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network.
2: Dead-end job? Lackluster love life? Poor social skills? Sometimes reality sucks. What better way to find a brief escape than with video games? Let Two Guys Talking Horror take you on a journey through the dark side of gaming with Game Over. The history of survival horror in video games. Get in on all the pixelated gore at TwoGuysTalkingHorror.com. That's TwoGuysTalkingHorror.com.
0: everyone, welcome back to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, a complete detailed and always educational review of each and every episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC. This time, Season 4, Episode 19, All the Madam's Men. When we come back from break during the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, it's time to open up the S.H.I.E.L.D. dossiers. Our S.H.I.E.L.D. dossiers are where Nick and I show you a scene inside of the episode, an actor's portrayal, or something else inside the episode that tripped our collective review night fantastic. Nick, what have you got for this episode?
2: Well, my dossier, which could be filled with so many great things in this episode, one, one in particular, one gentleman who stands out above the rest. I'm talking about a a certain Phil Coulson. Specifically,
0: whom we completely forgot to talk about his last scene inside of this. I'm sorry about.
2: Oh uh, well, guess what? That's what my dossier is about.
0: <laughs> ah, the thing we didn't talk about. The awesome. thing,
2: the thing. I purposely, <laughs> I purposely didn't tell you to make sure that you put this in the skeleton, so that I could talk about it for my <laughs> dossier. Because I'm devious that way. Phil Coulson, specifically this ending scene for the episode, the broadcast, the truth broadcast wow Ah. there there are moments in film and television and it's mostly in film really where a character a beloved character for one reason or another can give a speech a monologue that grabs you and just tugs your heartstrings plays with your emotions makes you feel something Mm mm-hmm the the one that always pops to my head is even though it is a cheesy film, Bill Pullman's speech towards the end of Independence Day. Yep. Say what you will about the cheesiness of that action alien sci-fi film. Wow. That speech just fills you with patriotism. Mm-hmm. So does this scene. Agreed. Specifically, we all have the opportunity to be patriots will you take a stand and remember this is the fake world this world doesn't mean anything no it does mean something the simple fact that these heroes who know some of them who know that they shouldn't be there that maybe none of this really matters are taking the time to save this world why because that's what they do right <laughs> phil colson before he was jacked into the framework when he was about to go toe to toe with Mr. Russian, even told him, I save the world, man. What I I, do. I don't it's what I do. Mm-hmm. I don't got time for you. This is the first time since we've been in the framework that I feel like I got my my Colson back. Yeah. And I absolutely love it. So yeah, that yeah. is my dossier.
0: Yeah. It was definitely a heartwarming moment where you get to the end and he looks into the screen and he shows off his badge and he says, I am Phil Colson. And I am an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. Uh, It was tremendous. And it's where I go, God damn, Phil Coulson. (laughs) It was awesome. It it really was tremendous. And it's a great dossier moment inside this episode. I think for my dossier moment, I'm going to hit the moments where Fitz could say everything but says nothing. Because it happens at least a couple of times. And while he may say a few words, there are so many other words that you could see him spouting. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't bother because he doesn't need to Yeah. because he's Dr. Fitz. And something I've been talking about for a very long time, since the inception of the 24 podcast with Jack Bauer and Kiefer Sutherland in that initial role, is that the actor that can pay off things by saying nothing mm. is worth 30 actors that can open their maw and say things. And it holds true all over the place. Oh, yeah. You and I have heard over the years fitz a nonsensical drivel <laughs> seriously uh, he, unfortunately when he was brought in as a character that both you and i did not particularly like he was brought in to be mr Techno technobabble i think i'm going to talk about something scientific so that there's a whole bunch of science being thrown into this program blah and he was that was his character for at least a season and a half at least
2: fitz we need technobabble in two minutes or we're all dead
0: well you've got it doctor okay <sighs> whatever And they've grown that character not only into something that is inside of this alternate world slash universe as something completely different. But this character has taken on a sheen that can now glide over into the real world. And I'm telling you, dude, the dance they're making between what is the real world and this Agents of Hydra world, there has to be some carryover somewhere. There's no way. Oh, yeah. There's no way that they're not going to. And We got I, three episodes left. And I cannot wait to see what they're going to develop for Fitz. Because the little cracks and crevices that they've made with silence inside this episode mm. are all gaps that are going to get filled by Madam Hydra. I can't wait to see where it goes. That's my dossier for this episode. And we are wondering, what's your dossier for this episode? Let us know what you think by going over to, again, our website. That's agentsofshield.tv. Click anywhere on the right-hand side of the page. Fill out the quick contact form. And tell us what's inside your SHIELD dossier. Nick, the rating. It's time to rate this episode, Season 4, Episode 19, All the Madam's Men. The scale works thusly. Ten is epic, awesome. Several punches to the face by David (laughs) O'Hara, whom I would take several for right now just to be punched in the face and to be able to tell people I've been punched in the face by David O'Hara. A one would probably consist of something you're not going to hear either of us say, so I'll skip it. Everything starts at a seven as an average. The numbers go up with positives. The numbers go down with negatives. And Nick, there there are no no Habsies. Nick, what do you got?
2: I got a havesy for you. <laughs> you and your
0: gear. I got a whole broken one for you, boy. system.
2: <laughs> yeah, your broken rating system. I'd like to buy a new rating system for you. That's what I'm going to get you for. I'll Christmas. put that in the budget. Thank you. Yeah. Wow, such an innocuous episode to, to reveal so many important things. Right. And a lot right? of them, a lot of them, we glance by because we shouldn't have to talk about. The blatantly important things. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. If you're watching the show, you're you're getting that. We like throwing in maybe some of the stuff you didn't notice. Right. But I gotta bring up the the blatantly important thing. The plan. The giant plan. Now we know what the plan is. Ada wants to be real. Real. She wants to be a real
0: girl. She wants real options. Isn't it funny? This is going to be at least the second time that I can remember that you and I are talking about where this should have been the complete dance for what happened with Ultron. Yeah.
2: Wow. How they screwed that one. No, no, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the second Avengers film. It was, it was a fun popcorn movie. Wasn't as good as the first movie, mm-hmm. but still an enjoyable film. Just a very rushed story for a complex character. Here we're getting to see what should have been Ultron, but now it's Ada. Okay, mm-hmm. F- mm-hmm. fine, you know, you're lost, guys. But we've got this great bad guy who is a bad guy because she wants to be real. Right. So now you have this...
0: And you have no pity. The, 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 something else I I, I don't want to side rail. No, no, L- right. I don't want to derail you. Just about every baddie that just wants to be more human, more like humans. Traditionally, there's always this waft of... Pity that's that spilled over them like icing on a on a on a delicious sweet roll, and I don't want any of that. I want there to just be a want of a bad guy, and that's it. It oh, doesn't yeah. have to. It doesn't have to be attached to me emotionally because I don't care. It's the bad guy. You, you follow me?
2: Well, no, no, no. I to- I totally get you because that's what Ada is. there, there is no pity. I want. She has no pity. She just believes that. If I'm human, then I will be, I have to be more than what I am. Mm -hmm. It's part of her programming to always want to be more. Well, she's reached a level to where the only thing more is human. And she's playing the double game. And I do believe she's learning some of this from. The Russian. It's yeah. one of the things that she said. The reason why I left you with your real brain is because I want to know what it's like to be human. Right. So here she is. She jacks herself into the framework, and Madam Hydra has an array of emotions that she primarily uses to dangle fits around because it's all about fits. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we now have this plan of we've got a machine that's going to open a gateway, what does this mean? Does this mean people from the framework who don't really exist can cross over and exist as flesh and blood in our world? Are we trying to merge the two worlds together? I mean, we know the plan. We just don't know the scope of the plan. Mm -hmm. But it all revolves around Ada becoming human. Mm -hmm. and. Here we are, episode 19 and it's all been leading to this. This is the slow burn of a show that you, you when you stick with a show like this, sure, the binging it once it shows up on on a, on a Netflix or a Hulu or something like that, that's great because you don't have to wait. But this is the payoff for us, you and me sitting right here and anybody else who watches the show week to week. This is the payoff because we've waited and now we know. And now there's only three episodes left. Three episodes left to wrap it all up. Will the good guys win? Will the bad guys win? Will everybody win? Will we all lose? Who knows? All I know is that I rate this episode
0: a 10. <laughs> what, the, the, you, your, your review has conjured so many chemistry point moments. And I, <laughs> I, I, I struggled to start with one first. I'm going to start with my favorite first. Okay. I hate white hot hate
2: Ooh, the white hot hate
0: when you and I can look at the season of a television show and go oh episode 19 of 22 that means there's three episodes left so we know that blah, 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 blah is going to happen yeah. and how is that going to happen the answer is it's not going to happen so it's not going to happen and this show sucks goodbye have a good night <laughs> this is one of the very first times that I can remember although it happened last season for this show but there's three episodes left I have no idea where they're going to take this. Yeah. Like, seriously, I have no concept at all. Yeah. And it's a good thing. The other cool part is that I don't have to have somebody scoop in and go, you're an idiot. I know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it because they don't know either. All
2: right.
0: That's the one big thing about the plan being delivered is that nobody knows where the plan is going. Mm-hmm. And I love that. It, it, it is a ride. And we are in the ride, and we're strapped in, and we have our arms up, and you can hear the clinkity clink 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 -clink" as you ascend up that very first gargantuan summit summit peak, because we're about to get to the peak of what's going to happen, whether it's in the next couple of episodes, or this is the continuation of the Mm clinkity-clink-clink-clink-clink-clink, up to the top, and then we get the rush down, and then you get a small break because we're going to next season. Right. Any way that that happens, it's a total win. That's my first thing. The second thing is that there is a plan and that it's not just accidental what we're going to do inside this episode directed by so-and-so. We do not have that inside of this program. I don't remember the last time we had just, let's have a freeform floaty episode that means nothing. Right. Because that happens in a lot of other television programs, in particular when it's comic book based. Because it's supposed to be the, okay, you walk into a program and you flip the switch on your brain and it's just sit there and take it. This is not the sit there and take it program. There has to be some brain activity going on while you're watching the program, in particular inside of what they're painting inside of this season. It's huge. You have to be thinking when you're watching the program. I love that because I am a watching the program thinker. I'm not the guy that just sits down and yammers while I'm... I'm I have other shows
2: snacks. for that. Yeah. I have other shows that if I, if I don't want to think, I'll watch this show or that movie or this. But when I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I, yeah, I want to be entertained, but I also want I want to be entertained
0: everywhere. My yes. brain, yeah. my senses, my yeah. heart, yeah. everything. And, and that is exactly what you're getting from this. Mm-hmm. The third thing, that there can be this much backfill for a character that is not only not real, for a character that not only has zero impact inside of the forthcoming season of any kind, asterisk, but that is dead. This character is dead. This character died a season ago, and he's plugged in and he's running the engine like he was standing right there. You got me 10. It is. It, it just is. Mm-hmm. Where else can you find the hallmarks of a program like this that delivers so much satisfaction so that you finish and you go, I think I'm going to rate it a 10 again? Because it is. There, the, I, I mentioned the stupid detracting point of, look, look, whoops, one of the people missed that inside of dailies, they should have picked the other reel where he hands them the tablet from the other hand.
2: Right, right.
0: If that's the worst thing I got to talk about inside the episode, are you kidding me? We're actually at the point to where we have to find things have to go dig and look for negative to things to bitch
2: about, <laughs> just so that it doesn't sound
0: like yeah
2: all we want to do is stroke this show's ego.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, something uh, something that somebody mentioned yesterday, and I couldn't quite believe what I was hearing, but they are in the throes of just starting season three. Okay, so okay, we, obviously. A ton of episodes behind us. We're talking, like 40 episodes?
2: Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you're just starting season three, and they're not feeling it, because they don't like all the inhuman stuff. And I said, look, dude, get on board. Because all the inhuman stuff, it doesn't stick around and blow in your face the whole time. It's there. Right, it's there. But the storyline that you're catapulted inside of the last 30-plus episodes, are you kidding me? So, again, in case you missed it because I said it so fast, and matter of factly, One, zero, a ten. (laughs) That's where we ask you guys, what did you give this episode? Season four, episode 19, All the Madam's Men. Let us know what you think by going to our Facebook presence. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash shield podcast. Click anywhere inside the threads that are there or start your own and let us know what you think about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Until next time, I'm Mike Wilkerson, one of your hosts.
2: And I'm Nicholas J. Hearn, your other host.
0: Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Suck
2: my shield, squiddies!
1: We're thankful you were able to review this covert communication. Reviewing the most recent episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., a chronicle of the stories and soon-to-be legends on ABC. Be sure to tune in to our ongoing top-secret communication with agents all over the globe via our Facebook presence immediately. Facebook.com forward slash... To be the first to be made aware of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. news, the arrival of our newest reviews and more. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, a super show for fans of superheroes. Uncover the mysteries, critical information, and reviews now by accessing agentsofshield.tv. That's agentsofshield.tv. End. This top secret two guys talking communication.
0: Guitar Murphy. Matt. <laughs>
1: By the way, I is went back and Blues?
0: watched. What is it, the Blues I, Brothers? I Man? went back to Blues Brothers 2000, dude. The Did you see that movie? I own
2: that movie. I own the what soundtrack What the
0: hell too. happened? That soundtrack is terrible too. The soundtrack? I like the soundtrack. It's shit. That is uh, a, that is shit. That movie is absolute shit. Wow. The, the music is shit. the The only thing that was awesome inside of it was that grand awesome of all kinds of blues people that are dead that was it that was the, that's all they got that's day one that's all they got <sighs> anyway where was I going totally, uh, totally off Murphy. of the, the, Sorry, the point off the rail that's where we ask you what well,
2: did oh, okay hold on so we've got to talk more about the machine we haven't really talked about the machine Sure. I'm distracted by your musical rendition. <laughs>
0: I've I, I.
2: I've got something. You'd better, mister. I just want to make sure. I'm tired of
0: your contribution to this program being nil.
2: I want to make sure I'm getting it right.
0: Get it right.
2: It would really help it. I don't understand why I'm not connected to the damn internet anymore.
0: It's your jorts. I'm wearing pants. Oh, never mind.
2: Nope, never mind. I'm done. (laughs) Got nothing to say.
0: Okay, answer the tone.